As many, uh, what are they called? Taca, taco quieras or whatever? Tacarillas? Tacarillas. Because Rasputin is one of the ballers of history. I think he generally was an evil man. He just. He might have been. again and we're back and again and how long has it been dude over two months it's been a while a very long time yep what has happened in the last two months uh i moved out of the house that i've lived in since i was nine and you got engaged that's true i am engaged now i'm an engaged man yep wedding is less than a year away yep it's crazy yeah absolutely crazy um so tell me about it dude how's your new place what's going on over there uh nothing a lot of gaming. <laughs> what is your, uh, where exactly are you? You're over by the freeway? Yeah. Oh, God, that's loud. That was awfully loud. Um, yeah. I don't want to, you know, be too specific with it. Why not? <laughs> Being specific's dope. <laughs> no, no, no. Podcast that we address, but. <laughs> I'm very close to uh, Green River Golf Course. You are, huh? That's going to be your new favorite now. Are just the most convenient, and uh, you can get to uh, Los Serranos by like the seventy-one. You know, yeah, go that's down true. Ninety-one, that's a true. Bit it's pretty close to. Uh, but I've got the hellish ninety-one as my only like freeway option right off the bat, which isn't super cool. But you can get to Yorblinda and Imperial, and there's multiple ways to get around. It's not too bad. Is there a Chick Fil A by where you live? Yes, there is. Is it close to you? It's right across the freeway. I bet that excites you. Yeah. Um, I can see Savvy Ranch from like my window. Savvy Ranch is a very weird place. I'm not it's, sure if it's it's like a shopping center, but for people that love Costco and like Bed Bath and Beyond, rather yeah. than like you know, fashion shopping or like IKEA or something. It's just like a it's a it's a, it's it's every strip mall like with shopping center thing that you've been to, just huge. That's true. Fucking huge. It's just like it's like a kind of a mall, but not really a mall. Sort of like a mall that you would only go to like two places out of the 15 that are there. Like 90% of its parking lot. <laughs> you might go to Costco and then stop over at Dick's Sporting Goods. And they don't have a single structure, too. You'd think they'd like start to build upward to allow more cars in there, but they don't. I feel like everything's like pretty like spaced out, though, so it's not like crazy parking situation. But there's roads. There's roads that lead like all around, and some don't go to the freeway on purpose, and some only go to the freeway. It's very weird. So do you like it or what? Yeah, it's cool. Living on your own, sort of? Kind of. I mean, you're on your own, I guess. Yeah. If you're paying the rent and you're on your own, it doesn't yeah. matter if you have a roommate or not. Yeah. 
it's dope, right? Yeah. It kind of sucks, though, at the same time. You're sort of just like, well, <laughs> I'm, you're incentivized to stay in the house. The whole, the whole point of me never moving out was because I never felt like that, that, that feeling of pride where I'm like, Oh, I've got to move out in order to be, you know, no way. When you have a good, like when you a have a good situation going on, that's why I didn't move out for a long time. I was just like, why would I sacrifice? The only thing, the only reason I would move out is because of pride, you know, because of damn it, I'm not going to do this anymore. But, at the, uh, but other, all the other reasons, rationally, financially, it all made sense to just be like, let me ride this out as long as I can. Yeah, totally. That's exactly why I stayed where I was at. I was like, why am I going to give up all these freedoms and all this liberty that I have and none of the responsibilities for no, for no cost for whatsoever. A worse situation <laughs> financially for potentially for a smaller or, place yeah. where I have to pay for <laughs> a smaller place where you're like severely limited in what you can reasonably do like i kind of just ran wild when i was living at ted's house you know i didn't really have any fucking anything standing in my way from doing whatever i wanted to do at any given moment like you know it's why would i have given that up just to pay more money for a lot less space that's the way i looked at it but uh in the same week um that jen's sister was jen my roommate sister was like moving out of state and she told me that yeah and like she was also living with her ex-boyfriend who they were friendly at first and then not so friendly once the sister moved out that's a weird story it is weird but um i mean i guess they just were friends after that i don't know it's weird but anyway clearly they weren't good enough friends (laughs) because that went sour quickly so she wanted to move out and then that same weekend we were golfing with uh bobby and eric or at least you Were mentioned Green River. Maybe I don't know. Or at least you mentioned that Eric was wanting to move out. Bobby also oh, said, yeah, "Oh, this was with Bobby and uh, or I think Robbie was there." Um, but Bobby was like, you know, now's the time. Like it's coming. Yeah. And I was just like, "Damn, Eric and Bobby are about to move out," and I here I am still like. That's that's when it became the moment of pride for me, where I was like, you know what? It was pretty so, much an impulse buy. So both of those things happening in the same week, I was like, you know what? Might as well. Ugh. Got well, to do it at some point. Well, you beat them both. It all happened in about a week and a half. Yeah. From like initial like checking shit out to like my shit being moved. How did the conversation like, hey, I need a roommate, like even start? Like, that's what I'm wondering. Like, it wasn't even, hey, I, what, what, uh, her saying that? Yeah. Her just basically being like, how, like, how did you get paired up with her? Like, that's what I want to know. She's just someone I've always been cool with. Yeah. Uh, we smoke. She has friends that also smoke. So it's just so it's just one of those things that it's just one of those things that, you know, the people that you (laughs) for some reason, all the people that I still know that like I met post me being like eight years old are people I've smoked with, you know, (laughs) that's I mean, a lot of people have smoked. I've smoked with a lot of people and a lot of people have smoked with me. So I don't know. It just became like a thing. And at one point. Uh, when that happened, she was like, would you want to like be my roommate? I was like, um, sure. Let me think about this for a day for a day. <laughs> <laughs> and then just pack your bags and out on your way. She pretty much did all the work of like setting up the stuff. So that was good. And then my mom being my mom, you know, like hooked us up with like groceries and she let me take pretty much everything from my room and the other room, even yeah. though it's not my stuff, you know, like, now. like I didn't think like she'd let me keep the bed and all that other stuff because technically like, I mean, I never paid for it. So I figured it would just be like, oh, this is, you know, for the house that I own. So have fun. 
No way, to, dude. I got to take everything. Yeah, so of course cool. you did. <laughs> Mainly because I realized after a she while. She was going to fucking keep it there. I realized like, after a while, like, it's more of a burden for her to keep it because she wants to do cool shit with that room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's like every, I feel like. It's going to have like a yoga studio in there and shit. Dude. Like, <laughs> would be Bruce's grow room. <laughs> It'll be out of the closet and in the bedroom. I love his fucking setup going on. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's like every parent's dream is like, oh, finally my kids are out of the house. I can take all their space and do massage do parlor, shit. Yeah. Or craft room. Gonna do it, dude. That's what Jordan's mom did when Jordan moved out with me. She turned her bedroom so their their house was like a you know like a they had a a couple bedrooms on the bottom floor and then they had an add on like loft that was their parents' bedroom that was like it doubled as like a second master bedroom. Um, and they used to be up there. Then they remodeled their kitchen and and they at they took Jordan's old room and Jordan's old brother's room turned it into the new master bedroom and her brother's room turned it into a walk-in closet oh. so like it's this long freaking it's really nice it's the ultimate disrespect the, not Dude, to turn yeah. your not to turn your room into a craft room or something but just oh this is gonna work and then the shit. space that was left over in the other guest room she turned it into her whole craft station room. Yeah. like she just took it over and old people like their crafts man Dude, she's a maniac with the way that she's like crafting. Like it's like a business for her. Like Is she on Etsy? I'm sure she is. I don't know. She she literally but she like goes to like fairs. Like she does it organically. Like they like she knows a group of gals or whatever and they host a like a craft fair where like eight, nine of them get together, set up stands and just sell the stuff that they've made in the last couple of weeks, you and know? Even even older women buy it. And she's like dead serious about it too. <gasps> Things old women make that even older women are like, ooh, that's nice. I don't know. Like Jordan's done it with her. Like they do an annual thing. It's like a big deal for what her. What does she make? Jordan makes, um, she makes treats for dogs. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, uh, I thought these were going to be like knickknacks. Like, well, no, like some people do. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's a craft fair. So it's like, there's all kinds of stuff there. There's a lot of knickknacks and just, you know, tchotchke stuff that people have made but like jordan actually does something that's kind of cool she does like these little she has this bake a bone thing which is pretty much like a waffle iron yeah. but it's shaped like a dog bone so she like will get this like uh this weed or dough or whatever that's like good for dogs to eat like so they can have it too and not get all sick and stuff and then she'll like mix in some peanut butter or something to give it like some flavor and uh they're like little biscuits that she makes for him and sells them. And I think another time she made, um, like leash holders for dog, like everything that she's done has been like dog related. That's cool. So, yeah, it's cool. But th dude, these ladies are insane. They, they, they set up shop and just sell their stuff. And I mean, that's, that's what I'm learning in Southern California. There's a, I feel like not untapped, but under tapped market of just dog shit. Like, I, like you know how they say that like cats outnumber people in Britain. Yeah. Like I feel like that's gonna happen soon in America. Like dogs are gonna outnumber people because just everyone has one now. Everyone has one. Some people, a lot of people have two. Oh yeah. And there's a bunch of them just kind of you know needing homes and stuff. Uh, but I always see in down uh, down where I work in Newport Coast, I always see the mobile grooming stations like mm -hmm. driving around, and I never see. I don't see it as much down here. But I see it all over the place up there, which makes sense because everybody's rich there and they're not fucking doing shit. Like, they're going to hire somebody to wash their dog for them on a regular basis instead of just keeping their dog dirty for a couple months and then finally taking them to the groomer like twice a year. That's like that one. She needs a bath. I always tell people, too, whenever they ask me or whenever I tell them what I do, they're always like, oh, are you on, like, WAG? And I'm like, 
I don't know. I feel like that would be like what? Because it's like Wags like the Uber of dog walking. Uh, you know what I mean? You're a dog walking purist. You're not and, a whore. And <laughs> no, I'm just saying people that are on Wag like uh, someone that I follow on Instagram, Amanda Dodd. She posted like hundredth dog walk. You know, on through Wag. Yeah. And I think she's been doing it for like months or like even maybe a year. And I'm like, that's it. All you've done is 100 walks. So I just counted like the one I did, the, how many dog walks I did that week. And I was at like 53. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is like a two week thing for me. Maybe she just does it on the side. That's what I mean. So, like, the side hustle. So not I think a, when people tell, bad, uh... no, but when I tell people that I'm a dog walker, like, and they say that, I'm like, no, this isn't something I do for like, you know, it's my job. A couple grand a year. Like, yeah, no, it's my job. <laughs> this is how I pay the rent. So, and it's kind of crazy that like, and people, are, oh, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, you can but you you can and you, you don't <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> a lot of people are like well i don't want to walk big dogs and like i don't want to walk guy dog like i like little dog, and i'll like, walk 37 dogs at the same <laughs> fucking time if i have to like come on like it's still got to be work you're like you yeah. can't like enjoy it all the time it's walking dogs i mean <laughs> i hate walking my own damn dog i mean not to say i'd hate walking other people's dogs if i was getting paid for it but it's also weird because i realized too normal people don't need their dog walk normal people walk their dogs you know what i mean yeah 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 so no that's so a, anyone yeah. that needs a dog walker they're a weird case you know they're just <laughs> it's they're, always some yeah. old like eccentric they lady have a dog is or like much, or they're know? hurt you know or yeah. they work too much and yeah it's like i work a nine-to-five but i've got four dogs it's like why yeah why <laughs> why did you You're do never that to home. you have no time to walk a poor but, dog but luckily you know it gives me a business but still yeah <laughs> so it's always i'm like Hey, fuck Man, this it, person's shit. weird. Oh, yeah. you know what? This person's weird too. You know what? They're all They're weird. All weird. <laughs> but it kind of makes sense. Yeah. They're all fucking strange. No, I agree. If you're uh if you don't have time to I'm not saying I'm perfect and walk my dog all the fucking time because there's days when I'm just like, uh-uh, I'm not doing it today. Sorry. I feel bad about it, but if you're like if you don't have any time to walk your dog, you're either just really lazy or very irresponsible. So Maybe back, both. Back to moving out, you know, Bruce, my mom's boyfriend, lives there, and she, he walks my dogs all the time. So at a certain point, I never had to walk him. And then when like he's out of town, I yeah. have to walk my own dogs, and they're demanding about it. They're like, "It's time to fucking go," and they'll annoy me. Well, and, you're too like start like banging around and making noise. Yeah, and. I hate walking dogs for free, man. Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> it really sucks. Uh, that's like when I walk my dog, it's like, oh, I'm only just doing like, this because I, I have to. I would. I, I'm, I just did this all day. Like, what do you want from me, you bastards? Because if I don't, you'll destroy something. Also, my mom's going to be uh, retiring soon. So that was another reason where I'm like, you know what? This is good now. Oh, yeah. Because she's gone from seven to seven every day. Like, yeah. <laughs> She's not as... Uh, now, now she's, she's a little be- more mobile and keen than an 80-year-old man. That's why, yeah, yeah. like, living with Ted was not so bad because he was so old, he just didn't give a fucking shit anymore. If he could catch me doing something, he would, but he really wasn't going to go that far. Like, and he's he, got a routine. He's never he's never going to yeah. spring, like, a, like a, a, a project on you. Like, hey, can you help me do oh, this for four no. hours? Yes, he will do that shit all the time. <laughs> all the time. And they're never four-hour tasks, but it's, it's, like, always just, like, I'll be in the middle of something and be like, hey, KT, come on, we got to do this. And I'm like, what, right now? Does it have to be done right now? Give me an hour and a half. I'll do it all by myself. Like... Yeah, but uh, it was a little easier to live with him and basically be living alone just because, you know, he wasn't going to he wasn't going to try hard to do anything. He just if he didn't like open the door at the right time, well, that maybe next time. Like that was kind of his like approach to it. He never. How many times were we were we, would we just be sitting there with 
our feet covering a bong of two and a half foot bong like trying to act all nonchalant and you know just having this thing out in the open him just opening the door i'm like sitting upright in a chair yeah. like and all the- uncomfortably too like <laughs> like no no, no it never I'm just playing normal. video games it never looked natural how many he definitely do would just you know but it's was, funny because those times he wouldn't say anything and you said the one time that he totally just saw the bong like he pulled you aside and was like hey man that's yeah not cool. yeah he did that one time so i think at least he appreciated the effort uh, <laughs> yeah i don't know he, he i don't know if he saw the bong but he like opened the door and marlon had just like the fact that it's marlin makes it, all yeah. the sense it, in the world. he had just hit it and there was just a cloud of smoke around his face like and i was just like ooh that's bad that's sorry oh man <laughs> yeah i love but, marlin but that would totally happen to marlin <laughs> totally totally anyway uh i don't even know what episode this is like 35 or something i don't know damn i'm not i don't want to say we fell off or we took a sabbatical oh we definitely fell off <laughs> we took a sabbatical we uh we were thinking about some different things getting some shit done obviously we had some big announcements so we but don't those actually totally had nothing useless. to do because before that we we hadn't recorded for like a month before that so well we were i was preparing that's my excuse <laughs> i was just 35 was, hey we actually are on 35 we have that's 35 more episodes 34 more episodes than I thought we'd ever do. So there you go. Um, well, there, there it is. Just one beer recording without the old uh, guttural, guttural noises. It's the beers, dude. I don't know. Sitting down drinking the beers. I'm just. Uh, I haven't had a beer in a really long time, actually. I had one today at the golf course because i won't really buy beer for myself unless it's like you know some 9.8 like you know 25 ounce lager or something you say that now but now that you're actually like on no. your own no i'm not here just i'm a wine i'm a wine and vodka guy like i am i'm an alcoholic <laughs> well <laughs> i'll drink anything uh, aren't look we all this. look at this look but at, that's what i mean look like at, look at all the bottles of I'd, wine that are here. i'd much rather up on the wall i'd much rather fuck around with one of these two than like sit and drink six beers that are just going to be six empty cans at a certain point or six empty bottles like i feel like beer is the most inefficient like no way thing to get fucked up on there's nothing better than coldies well i mean when you're in a group of people yes when you're all standing around when you've got to be somewhere it's cool but if you're at home in your comfort and you can make a cup of something or you can pour yourself a glass of something a beer no yeah dude yeah because then you're just using your toilet three times like because you're you're just pissing all the time no you're not no you're not dude you again i like the taste of like a cold like tall ass beer that like is weirdly labeled and is super strong but if i'm yeah if i'm kicking back like four cans i'm looking at myself like god i'm a piece of shit like why i don't know (laughs) why i don't know i feel the exact opposite (laughs) i feel like if you drink 17 miller lights and you that's not as bad as drinking three vodka tonics in the middle of the day that's false (laughs) no i don't know maybe there's something about miller lights you look like a guy that's giselle he's got it together he's just drank 17 miller lights he's having a good time but if you just down three vodka tonics at 1 p.m you know you look like a savage you look like an absolute I mess i think you're totally wrong because no. when you pick up the trash can after those 17 beers you're just gonna hear yeah that's money in the bank if you play your cards right <laughs> come on there's just there's nothing but upside when it comes to drinking beers no yeah yeah it's 100 percent true mm. i'd like to go to the store buy the old uh pint bottles of yeah, something like a cool. double ipa freeze a mug let that thing sit in the the freezer for like 30 45 minutes get it cold and then pour that sucker and sit on the couch a- anything less than like seven percent uh, alcohol though is like so it's good. a waste of time at this point. ipas dude they're so bomb i've gone full circle because at first like when i was in college i'm like let me get whatever's cheapest but i'm gonna drink a lot of it because 
when you're, you're that young there's no yeah. in between there's either sober or go till i pass out yeah fuck yeah. and then you kind of grow up when you're 21 and you can do it like leisurely and you're like all right maybe yeah, i'm gonna burn out on it but now i'm kind of back on i'm gonna get i'm gonna have a, the least amount of liquid get me as fucked up as possible because i don't want to go back and forth and open a bunch of things oh well if they're beers <laughs> which is why i'll take a giant can of, or a giant dude. tall glass of like you said vodka tonic you know my i drink. need to take you to monkish I need. We need to go to Monkish Brewery, or you know what? We should go to Green Cheek or something right down the street, dude. You, I'm telling you. I've dude. seen a lot of those tour vans of like you know bu- brewery tours. Like you can hop from tour to tour, and it's like a bus that you can. Do they do that locally? Yeah, dude. Literally, Green Cheek is right down the there's street. There's like there's hundreds of Green it, Cheek in Southern Logic. California. Like there's hundreds of everything, and yeah. there's hundreds of breweries around here. Oh, dude. You, it, they're just excellent. They're excellent. What you're drinking there is not even beer at, at after a certain point. It's 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 a completely different. It's called beer, but there's way more thought involved in it, and it's it's so much more satisfying. Drinking like those uh those those breweries craft uh those IPAs like all the stuff that they they come up with the, the different ways they brew them and different ingredients different hops or whatever, dude. It's, it's I went to a brewery in Belgium that was fucking cool because because the, cause the the building was literally like wooden stone and shit, you know. Uh-huh. And it was literally it was brick dudes, and mortar. It was dudes like in the vat with the hops, just like raking it. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't like some machine doing it. It was. Oh, hey, nice your refrigerator stuff. Yeah. By the way, that obnoxious noise you heard for twenty straight minutes was my refrigerator or my freezer to be exact. I don't know why, but it just insists on on humming an incredibly loud noise, and I can almost guarantee this will happen at least two more times over the course of this recording maybe three because this thing will be quiet for a minute and then all of a sudden it'll just start ripping and roaring again but um we've been i walked into my our last thing before we're gonna try to get serious sorry well i walked through our apartment you know we do the checklist of like before you get the keys of just to walk through show that everything's not broken and then of course once it's done you realize oh this stuff's broken because you don't use the dishwasher until you need it and then our dishwasher just like pooled with water at the bottom and so people before you didn't use it <laughs> so we 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 rung the doorbell and then we go just for fun to test it out and then we go inside and the doorbell box that makes the sound is just going the same thing that the freezer was so we had to get that fixed. <laughs> then it's just the like cool man thing- you just inherit like a bunch of problems but the thing is you don't actually have to fix yeah, them yeah the cool thing is, is if you actually live in a good community and you can just be like hey I'm this is broken. that term very loosely i'm yeah. pretty sure and my limited experience in living in apartment complexes because i've only ever lived in one apartment uh but if you get stuck with a good like management office and like maintenance crew it's really not that bad yeah like if something happens they're on it you know the only thing we have to do is put uh, your dog in the well no bedroom? we have to like find we have to like basically border we give her to jordan's parents oh okay um but we have to like make plans like the night before to like go drop the dog off and make sure that she's not there when they get here but they come like our dishwasher f- fucked up at one point they came and fix it our freezer's been doing that thing and the kid is convinced that uh we just have to put less stuff in it but if you open the door there's nothing in it at, at this point like we've taken everything that was in there out and it's still making that noise. don't take my freezer autonomy away from me you bastard don't act like you don't put, live here every day i'll put whatever i want in there <laughs> i'll put whatever i want in my freezer 
But uh, yeah, it's not so bad if you have a good management office and yeah. they're like responsive to shit. You could live in a place though, you'd be surprised. The reviews that I read um, for other places before we settled on this one, dude, some of them were just like, fuck, like this looks like the perfect place, but the reviews are fucking terrible. We like, had, uh, if you look at our thing too, the reviews of the place that I just moved into, some are super bad. But they're all from like six or seven years ago. Yeah, that was the same with this place. Yeah. <laughs> is and and we we asked our neighbor, he's he's lived here for like four or five years now, and we asked him. We were like, "What's the deal with this place?" We saw a lot of reviews, and they were like, "This place used to be terrible, yeah. but it's great now." And he was like, "Dude, it used to be a dump." Yeah, like I moved in here because the rent was so cheap, and I stayed here because I kept it cheap. But lucky for me, like they did a lot of work, like six months after I moved in and yeah. really made it nice. He's like, I've been here on both ends of it. It used to be a dump and now it's really nice. I was like, okay, what's the deal with that? He's just like, I don't know. I just got lucky. And yeah, all the reviews before this, because you, I, I have come here before, you know, like back in the day, uh, like when I was like 21, like pick up weed, like really? I picked up weed from a few people here and I was always, I was always sketched out by this place. Cause it's like right there next to the barrio. Like it's just fucking, right down the street yep. uh, it is a, a shopping center parking lot right across the street from where we live and we're on a pretty busy street so it's like not just any parking lot a Target parking lot <laughs> well that is over there but I mean the Coles parking lot with all the you know it's just there's just a lot of riffraff going on at all hours of the night around here even still but you know we have fences I mean fences only do so much but they're better it's better than just having an apartment complex you can walk right into but anyway, uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to stick to the formula that's got us this far. We're gonna jump into takes one no one right now. Um, not surprisingly, I really don't have a take. I'm not prepared, so I'm gonna let you go and I'm gonna figure something out. Everything I've got, um, I made uh, over two months ago. So let's do it. Let's re let's revisit some old takes that Tyler had a um, couple months ago and see. didn't share. Never had the um, chance to share. One of them said, "Flat earthers will never be satisfied," and that's the point. That's our podcast, by the way. You know, sometimes I have existential moments when this stuff is happening, and then you just say that, and I go, by the way, everybody, that's that's who we're pandering to, that guy, that guy, who's wasting his time thinking about all this stuff. Uh, who's taking Flat Earthers seriously just long enough to realize yeah. they're not even yeah. taking this seriously. I do this to myself all the time. I fall into this vicious cycle of hearing something and then getting all upset and then taking a step back and going, it doesn't even fucking matter. No, like, it doesn't. Who fucking cares? <laughs> so I was listening to something earlier today and it was um, talking about the Facebook thing, you know, the the privacy and Zuckerberg like talking to fucking Congress or whoever. Yeah, he's he testified to. in front of the Senate or whatever. Yeah, so... But he just made the point, like, what are you liking stuff for? You know? Like, I get, like, a picture of your mom, but, like, anything else? Why the fuck do you need to like that? Like, why are you liking an article on this thing, you know? Like, it's not going to... I'm guilty of doing this on Instagram now, though. It's it, Everyone is, but that's the thing. It's like, what are you really doing this for? All you're doing is giving away your interest for free, you know? Dude. <laughs> you're giving yourself to the algorithm for free. You're just making Willingly. yourself easy to fucking predict. Voluntarily. Like, but a, anyway. That's a spicy one. You just... That dude, that wasn't even my point. Back to flat earthers will never be satisfied, and that's the point. They don't... They're, they, they may not even believe that the earth is flat. They just hate when someone tells them the earth is round, and this is why. And they go, no. What if it's not? What if it's not? And people think that's like deep thinking, you know? That's philosophy 101 teaches you like you're not breaking the wheat breaking the mold by saying well what if it's not 
I agree. <laughs> so, but I mean, I'm guilty of that too. But, it's just so easy. That's why. It's such an easy uh, stance to take. That's just, what I mean, though. Are, do you really believe it, or are you just being that guy that's just like, you know what? You're just being a contrarian. Who knows? For the sake of being a contrarian. We can't really prove it one way or the other. And that's Ky- Kyrie came out and said later, he was like, I was just doing a thought experiment, a social no, you experiment. you liar. <laughs> that's what you say when you say something stupid, and I was hacked. <laughs> yeah. It'd be one thing if, you know, you had been on the record saying this since you were like six years old, but you just kind of came out of nowhere and said it. Who's the uh, who's the rapper that says he wanted to pay to shoot someone into space? Fucking um, uh, he's got like a Bob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's apparently popular, and I don't know if I can name a single song. Some and some amateur guy, some amateur astronaut, I think he yeah. called himself, like shot himself up like two thousand feet in the sky before like his craft like disintegrated or something. Yeah, it was like a homemade rocket guy. So it <laughs> was like a big deal. But it's so funny because it's like, if you don't have the technology to create like a rocket, even like good enough to do your experiments, like how are you going to try to go against NASA about something? You know what I mean? Like I get what people are saying. That's like, oh, well, they could just be telling us anything and here you are believing it. It's like, but what reason would they have to lie? You, Occam's razor says that you have to come up with a reason for why they're lying in order for your hypothesis to make sense. If you're just saying, well, they're just trying to throw us off the trail. For what? Why? What would be the point? What's so What's so cool about round earth that would make flat earth like, oh, scary. So we got to tell them it's round in order to do something. Is that okay. what Occam's razor was? It, Occam's razor was essentially you had to... What was the theory that said the simplest explanation yeah, that's, is usually the best one? That's Occam's razor. And it's it's the more things you have to hypothesize, the less likely your original hypothesis yeah. is to be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so it's, it's like, like a law so, of large numbers. Yeah. So it's like, oh, the earth is flat. Well, how do you know that? <laughs> well, because it does this. And then you start to say, well, then how does gravity work? Oh, because you're traveling this. Well, what proof do you have on that? <laughs> Eventually what it's saying is, is that if two theories are vying for validity and there's evidence enough to support claim after claim after claim, eventually one of them is going to arrive to the, the one that is l- less hard to explain essentially like mm-hmm. the simplest the answer has less steps the simplest answer is gets to its more often the right one yes yeah and that's and that can be you know used even in like psychology and sociology when you're trying to like question the motives of a person Wasn't this an ontological argument yeah but i i i, I like to take it into all kinds of of of, of life well, like, yeah the principle applies but now i'm just like I'm I'm going back there. In my well, mind. Occam Occam was like a I think he was actually a, not a saint, but he might have been like because back in the day, only smart people were, were religious people because you had to read in order to be in religion and the he people was a theologian the people reading did history. So yeah. for the longest time, anyone that was smart or like a philosopher was also a theologian. They were a study of religion because those were that's where all the money was <laughs> that's where the sure. that's where the resources was, it was in, with that's the church philosophy was as popular as it was so you had saint anselm doing philosophical shit you had aquinas doing philosophical shit but it because yeah, wasn't he <laughs> kind of yeah i think anselm was a little cooler aquinas was he was trying to explain he was a hard ass god through philosophy basically 
but Occam was the same thing. He was like from the 1200s back when the only people who were, who had the time to read stuff were educated people and wealthy people. And the only people that were educated and wealthy had were religious. Yep. Because if you didn't have time for religion, you probably didn't have time for reading. I feel like everybody was insanely religious. Though. They were, but some people were just there to fill the pews. Like, and, like, <laughs> like some people had religion just, was like the first Netflix. They had to give the tithes. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people probably just went to church because they were like, Ooh, I want to hear what's next. Yeah. Well, what happened? Oh, I like that story. I want to hear that story again. Can you imagine every, every set? Well, I guess back then they probably went to church every day, but it's like watching friends through reruns on like WGN, you know, like you have to watch the next day to get like the next episode. Cause if you miss a day, and then you skip an episode. It's Bobby watching Seinfeld. I'm like, dude, I need to watch. I need to watch Luke 14. I missed 13. Maybe they'll talk about it. <laughs> Maybe they'll give me a recap. <laughs> Last episode on the Book of Luke. <laughs> what was the take here? Flat Earthers won't be ever be satisfied, and that's the point. Like, no matter how much information you give them, they can always say. And this is true of like a lot of conspiracy theorists. You can always say, "Oh, that's just they want you to think." It's not that they believe in the flat earth. It's that they're just that guy that's just like, well, that's what they want you to think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they obviously won't be satisfied until there's. Proof it's like a that troll. You, if, you, if, if you keep, if you keep feeding it, feeding, or if you keep uh, questioning a troll, you realize that there's no depth there. It's just a. They're just bored. I think that's all flat earthers are. They're just bored. They're contrarians. Yeah, but I mean, that's what I mean. They don't get their entertainment from like other places. You know what, though? <laughs> like, like, I get my entertainment from being an asshole that doesn't really know what he's talking about, but I can always say, well, you never know. God works in mysterious ways. Conspiracy theories are, I love them. Like, I just have such a hard on. Well, this can take us right into World War Three, dude. Uh, that's not a conspiracy, though. No, I don't feel no. Like it is. But. You're talking about some uh, some shadowy organization shit. Well, there's two sides of it. There's the side that you know, 9/11 happened, and we had to respond to terrorism, so that's why we went to war. The conspiracy theory side is, well, America made 9/11 happen, you know, and it was all just a hoax to go into, you know, the Middle East for oil. But I feel like it's somewhere in between. Yes, it was a genuine attack, but I feel like America was kind of like, sweet, now we can go like attack them. <laughs> it was an oh, excuse. Man. It was a convenient excuse I to be know. like, sweet. It's not to say like I believe, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I was only 11 when it happened or 12 when it happened. Yep. Like I wasn't really old enough to really get what was going on to lead up to that. Even studying it in school just didn't really like. It was too. Cl- we were too close to it. They wouldn't. That's the thing. I feel like they wouldn't teach yeah. you the objective form. Well, it we didn't was, talk about the the events leading up to it and like identify s- like this is a cause of nine eleven. We literally just we're literally we, still in the yeah. war that started the, that war nine eleven essentially started. So we really can't like objectively look at it yet. We're still in it. As much reporting as there is on it, you can't really look at it the same way you can look at something that happened a hundred years ago. I guess I. Uh, but World War One, World War Two, both started because of some random ass event. Franz Ferdinand, you know who Franz Ferdinand is? But that's not just it, though. Like it is. But there's like there's that's all there's, it took. there's like schemes and 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 the, the, subterfuge that goes on before some, that. Some Serbian prince was killed, and that literally that word, right? what subterfuge? subterfuge? Probably not. Who cares? No, yeah. but Let's keep going. <laughs> Deceit in order to use to achieve one's goal. I but guess that ties into the shadow organization. That's what shit, I mean. Though. So like some Serbian archduke. His name was Franz Ferdinand. That's where that band got his name from. Yes. He was murdered, and Serbia went to war with like Hungary 
And that's what started World War One because Hungary had this ally and Serbia had this ally and that ally had a bigger ally and eventually everyone just gets caught up in it. And that's kind of like what happens now where it's like, oh, Israel versus Palestine or like Syria versus Saudi or whoever the fuck is fighting each other. And it's seemingly inconsequential. But then once you start getting allies and you know who's on whose side and we start getting america and russia is it versus russia are we with russia are we against china are we with china that makes me worried about how it would go down today remember like, i like, think who's on, on our side on like, one of these I, I was talking about it and you were like dude i think it's actually like us and russia versus someone and i'm like would we be the axis power like would we're we, the bad guys would we be on the bad side of, yeah. the, of this next this one this time <laughs> yes this time for sure <laughs> For sure, for sure, dude. You 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 read about empires and dynasties, man, and and they last for a long time, and then all of a sudden, one guy. It takes one guy yep. to get into that fucking seat of power, and look what he's doing. He's firing all the people who are willing to challenge him. Like he's just sidestepping this thing. whole people, process. People say, you know, Caesar and uh, Augustus, they went too far in expanding the Roman Empire, which is why it was able to fall. But they were still emperors after that. And yeah. that's when you got like Nero and uh, fucking Caligula. Caligula, those weirdos that were just like slowly just sowing, psychos, the, like, sowing the seeds of dissent. And people yeah. were like, man, fuck Rome. Even Romans were like, man, Rome's kind of lame now. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm <laughs> Which not makes sure. invasion that much easier. You hear easier. all this talk about like collusion with Russia and collusion and da 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 and Russia and Putin and Trump, Putin and Trump. But I feel like if shit hit the fan today, they'd be the first ones to fucking just be like, fuck y'all you're on your own it'd be russia and china versus us like i don't know i'm i think one thing and then i hear some stuff and i think another i just i don't know i'm so worried world war three is right around the corner i just i know that shit happens all the time as far as attacking people in the middle east that's an ongoing conflict that'll never ever ever end and 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 it's funny because like the the video game player in you or just like the normal like rational thing is always like oh they're gonna attack you know washington dc because people attack capitals and that's what you do that's not what you do first you do ancillary stuff first you you go after nagasaki and hiroshima and shit like (laughs) so yeah like in la in new york and we're on and, and all of our enemies before I mean, I guess in like the Pacific War, that wasn't really our enemy. I mean, that wasn't really on that side. But all the other ones, the enemy's been to the east. So we've all had to worry about that eastern seaboard. Russia and China are right there. You know, Hawaii's first and then we're next. (laughs) Unless they go to Portland, you know, the invasion of Seattle. Oh, they'd be (laughs) communists so fast. We're on your side. We don't want to fight. They would probably go there first. They they don't even like attack. They just annex. They took over Seattle and Oregon. (laughs) Fuck. That was fast. A landslide. (laughs) Even Humboldt went went with them. Yeah. They were just like, just just don't don't take the plants away, man. (laughs) Whatever you do. I don't care who's who. Just don't take the plants away. So your take is that flat earthers will never be satisfied. And that's why they're flat earthers. Well, you're probably not wrong. I don't know. I mean, people believe dumb shit for dumb reasons. And yeah. that's, uh, that's probably my take is that I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand belief in why people are so. What was that? Uh, what was that? Epistemology? Yeah. A study of belief. Knowledge. Knowledge, knowledge gathering. And how do you come to know what you know? Like, which makes no sense at all. At all. From an existential standpoint, if you look at the idea of epistemology, you're just like, this is a waste of time. 
how do you know what you know? Well, you just are confident enough in what you know. Like eventually, that's really all it is. I'm just confident and that this is the right like answer. Knowledge acquisition, as if it's like a brain chemistry like class. We weren't studying anything like scientific no. as far as brains and what goes where, and how like, they work. No, no. Just, it was basically just we were using our brains to try to study our brains. That's always a futile, futile uh, exercise in my. You're never opinion. gonna do that. You're never gonna do that. Um. Yeah, I'm not going to take his week, and I apologize. That's fine. I'm, Whatever. I'm always weak at this at this game. I don't know what it is. I guess I'm just not interested in anything. Just to let you know how old my takes went to no one note pages, uh, there's an ode to Abby in here. My Your cat, cat. Abby, he died in December. Rest in peace. That was like five But we, ago. I think we did mention that. <laughs> I think we did talk about that at one point. I had a fucking note in my phone that had takes that I was acquiring. I don't know what happened to it. I must have deleted it like a ding-dong. Like a dinghy. Another thing. All right. I can tie this into epistemology too. Yeah. The whole what you believe. I realize, I mean, I didn't have to need this to realize it, but this is a stark like example of it. How convenient my belief system is because when you're (laughs) (laughs) okay how selfish and convenient my belief system is yeah because when i'm driving i Uh see pedestrians and i'm like what the fuck are you doing in the road like this is clearly for cars like yeah get the fuck like why are you taking your time just moseying across this street oh i'm the right of way fuck you i'm in a car i can kill you you can have all the legal like right of way you want but if i hit you my bumper i might go to jail but my bumper's dented and you're dead now you, okay i get what you're saying but, but you gotta give me other examples of this because i i i think along the same lines of that thing like why do pedestrians have the right of way if i'm in a vehicle that can kill them but, but here's why i can just not get in the street but here's why my belief system is so convenient because when i'm a pedestrian i'm like fuck you like i have the right away the world is made for humans not for cars like <laughs> so i i totally come up with both arguments in my head and that are completely polar opposites but it depends on which one i am <laughs> you depends on which is more convenient for you at the time exactly you're an opportunist when it comes to uh your belief my system. righteous my righteousness <laughs> yeah i would say that you're a bit of an opportunist about your beliefs you just you believe whatever is most convenient for you at that particular time yes and it may not be the same thing always no. it's just whatever don't hold me don't hold me to it later. you're that guy you're that guy i'm hoping you don't remember the the rant i went on last week about the totally opposite of this <laughs> about what about any example like if i'm arguing okay i see you're making a joke i get it i'm like taking you very seriously now going you're this guy are you that guy have you always been that guy yes i'm just like shocked to finally the the pedestrian the pedestrian driver dilemma has made me realize i just are arguing for the sake of arguing you're arguing for the sake of myself you're a goddamn contrarian for myself just because just because it keeps you on your toes Sure. You're a real asshole. Yes. <laughs> I yes. thought I had takes, but I guess I don't. It's all right. Do you have topics? Um, Let's see. PTM. A terrible Teachers has been here for like seven months, and I don't know why. Oh, go ahead. I, I only said terrible ter- teachers. It only said terrible teachers, so who knows? I mean, I'm pretty sure you're just going to go, what do you think is makes a terrible teacher? What in your experience has let let you believe that somebody is a terrible teacher and that they shouldn't be teaching um it's kind of like amorphous right because the second you lose the students like respect doesn't matter how good of a teacher you are after that like yeah if the students are just talking in the back of the entire time you're a shitty teacher because 
That's or, true. Because the because the definition of it is all like how well you get through to the kids and if the kids don't respect you and they're just fucking off the whole time like schluter schluter our 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 three design teacher she was she really knew what she was doing with clay and with like mosaics and stuff and her classes were really cool but we didn't give a shit about what she was talking she about didn't teach her way out of kindergarten class and she didn't care like she would just be like oh max and tyler are talking oh the, half that table just left to go get food in the middle of third period whatever there's nothing to explain like when it comes to she's a cool teacher and she's like a teacher that we like but you can't call that a good teacher because we really didn't learn there's nothing to explain there's nothing here's a slab of clay make something out of it i'll put it in the oven for you like it's there's not what her class could have been done by a dry erase board. Like she wore the same like. Uh, and I give her props. I give her props for 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 holding that position down, knowing she, full well that her that she doesn't have to do a damn thing. She just has to supply. Yeah, for sure. She just has to supply the clay and let you guys run wild. She had the easiest gig. Her her job was easier than Mr. Bynan's job. Bynan. <sighs> Sydney's. You never had Bynum, no. but Bynum was... What was that? Cat? No, not Cat. Graphic design. Graphic design. Bynum was the shit. Our fucking technical school. That's the thing. If you tell people all the classes that were available to us... That was an pu- ROP class. Everybody had school. to take an ROP. Like, but I mean, like, I yeah. feel like most people had, like... They it had was something It else. would just be called computer lab. You know, there wasn't, like, yeah, graphic design. There wasn't CAD, CAD. There wasn't, like, all these different... I regret not taking CAD now. Now I just just go dang like that program would have been handy. For I took I took FOP. your ideas off the ground. I like, took FOP and I even knew how important fundamentals of yeah. programming was and would be, but I just couldn't get into the whole like you need to know that language of like if and like the right number of dashes and the night right like you know it's all call just memorization. sign and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's like fucking chatting to people. It's like using playing World of Warcraft. Eventually Programs you just did shit fast. Crazy, yeah. Eventually you could just do shit fast. And, and then if you, if it doesn't work, work, you have to like scroll back through it, see where read you read it. That was you, the part. That's the idea about it. That's very unappealing to me. Is like, like where like, where did code? I accidentally have a period? Where the, did I have yeah. two D's instead the of one? Language of code is just so obnoxious, and it's like so you can't spell check. You know. You can't just uh-uh. be like, show me the error. Like it, it, it just won't work. And find it. And then the other one was um, uh, FOP and ICT, integrated circuit technology. That was like electronics. And you literally had to put wires into a hole and a wire into another hole and put the switch thing and you like flick, 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 flick. And figure out how to get it to work. You had to, like, it's like, like a real life video game. Electrician like class. Well, good luck getting a 14 year old kid to sit still through that shit. <laughs> But damn, dude, like they really gave you all the opportunities to be like, here, if you want to. I think back about my high school and just think of the potential that was squandered, absolutely squandered away. If we haven't mentioned it before, we went to like a nationally ranked like high school. Like it was like 20th in in the nation at the time we were there. And it's always it always has like is in the finals for like the National Science Olympiad and shit. And man, my crowning achievement there was dodgeball. (laughs) I don't think I had a crowning achievement. That's how <laughs> that's how pathetic my fucking Some people use Troy for that way and some people just use Troy as any other high school. It was like I'm gonna go to class and play my sports and the get, best part get drunk about on the that weekends. is is that seventy five to eighty percent of the student body was not that person. But yeah. the twenty percent of us that was were carrying it were like, like tight. Yeah, yeah. Like we all were tight with each other because we were like, we know why we're here. We got to we got to 
break smart Asian kids' cherries with like uh with with toilet papering and like you know egging yeah. someone's house and stuff. We just got to do. But meanwhile, they were like just focused on getting their four point eight GPAs, like <laughs> writing their letters to Stanford when they're in sophomore year. Being, Crazy, being devastated Crazy. when they only get into like half the Ivy League. So much wasted potential. <laughs> When I think about the opportunities that were made available to you, and, I, and you honestly, like some of them, you didn't even have to be in Troy Tech to take advantage of. Yeah. Like, you didn't. The robotics class, you might have had to have been, you know, you had to have prerequisites probably done for that, which fuck robotics. I don't care. The I testing don't. to get into tech and IB too was like really fucking easy. I'm sure it was. That's the thing. Most kids were probably just were like, ah, I'm not going to do that anyway. And most kids that I knew, like I like the same thing I did, they tested into it and they started it. And freshman year, they were like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so many kids in like the honors programs drops out in freshman year because like I'm in high school now. Like it's it's such a strange time and wow it's fallen from grace apparently. What are, what are we down to? 326. Ooh. We were in the top 100. We were top num- fifty. Honestly. We were, we we were, were number like two. In the, I think we were number two in the state at the time. Well, that one particular program was. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. that there's a caveat there, but I think like overall we were like ranked like twenty eight in the nation. Like that's impressive. Like to just go to just a random high the high school that you just went to. I mean, that was the case for me at least. I didn't test in anything, and and I it, just went there. It was funny too because. Um, even then, you know, like it was supposed to be like liberal arts, you know, progressive school. And one of our teachers got fired for being like openly or supporting supporting an uh, a lesbian uh, article in oh, our in our paper. Sarudi, the, uh, Sarudi, the 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 Oracle editor. Yeah, she, she one of her students wrote a piece, and it was about like being a lesbian on campus. And this girl was like sixteen at the time, and they were like, "How did you let this go through?" And she was like. It's a I, good story. I absolutely wanted it to go through. Yeah. I encouraged her to do it, and I'm stepping down from my position. And by the way, I'm a lesbian too. And everyone was like, "Oh shit!" Drop the mic. <laughs> Drop the mic. So that was the. I had Saruti that sophomore year, and for the first semester, and the second semester, her TA took over because she quit. Wow. And, and before we got there, in 2003, you remember Kirkpatrick. Mr. Kirkpatrick and, and his crazy fucking wife, future Mrs. Kirkpatrick. No, they in, were married by then, weren't they? Yeah, but when my sister was there from like 2001, 2002, they were both married to other people. Yep, had and an they, affair together. They started like they would flirt with each other while they were married to those other people in front of students. They would flirt with each other and then they both left their spouses and got married and they both kept their jobs. <laughs> There's some nepotism going on there. It was there. weird. Uh, dude, absolutely weird. That bitch was crazy. I didn't have him, <laughs> but I had her for a biology class. That bitch was crazy. Mr. Kirkpatrick was was a health teacher, and at one point he was telling someone about like- Didn't he teach ga- like biology too yeah. or science or something? But, but the first time I had him was in health, or the first time I knew of him was in health before freshman year started. You I had know? that dumb broad that taught dance, or that was the dance coach, an old lady. Old lady. She was like, no, yeah, for health. I took health as a senior in high school, which is the (laughs) ultimate dropout move or burnout move. Yeah, no, most people take it like when they're 14 before they even start freshman year. I took it as a class as a senior in high school. But he was was in there with a bunch of 15 year olds and I hated that class until we got to one project that was talk about a drug that you've done. And I was like, I'm getting marijuana. I'm all about marijuana. Not a drug you've done, obviously. That's terrible teaching. But it was for me, it was talk about the drug you've done. And I chose pot and just. 
went off. I was like, I've smoked pot like five times now. Like, <laughs> I'm a vet. That Kirkpatrick guy, though, he was talking about the gag reflex, and some girl was like, what if I don't have a gag reflex? And he goes, oh, trust me, I could make you gag. And, and like everyone in the class heard it. Nobody thought anything, though, because no. you're only fucking 17 years old, and we well, didn't 14. have iPhones, and 14. Twitter wasn't a thing yet, like, keeping you woke. You're just like, ha, 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 that's funny. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? Oh, man. Yeah, we've apparently fall from, fallen from grace. Our school is not as great as it used to be. Right. Maybe it was never that great at all. Probably not. I remember it being incredibly obnoxious sometimes. It was under construction the entire time we were there, too. Was it? They were building out. Well, they well, well by, it's a science building. In I like guess, 2003, yeah. they were still like pulling oh. asbestos like out of the ceiling. I think. I do <laughs> the, remember the wings of like the the, the 300 building was, went, went remember, down for a little bit. Buildings. The one building that was on the corner of the school. Yeah, yeah. No, that was the 300 building. Was that? The, I thought the 300 building was the one where um, it was the one by the baseball field. The one by the parking lot by the baseball field. That's the 300 building. But yeah, no, like half of it was closed one time and they got, they remodeled What was the building that Mr. Cowgill was in? That was the 300 building. That was the 300 building? Yeah. What was the building that, uh, who would you have had in there? Madrid was in. 500. That was the 500 building? Yeah. I never paid attention to that shit. <laughs> and the 400 was where Schluter was. <laughs> yeah. With uh, Hinman and... Thomas. <laughs> Thomas was, it, was wait, there too. Was it, what, wasn't the female teacher's name Michael? Michael Hinman? Yeah, she looked like Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> that was so strange. I thought it was a joke for the longest time. And I look in the yearbook, and there yeah. she is. Michael. <laughs> yeah. What? You know what's funny is uh, she. her name was Michael, and I had a teacher in eighth grade whose name was Stacy. It was a guy? Yeah. <laughs> Teachers, man. Now I think about all those people when we were in high school with them, when they, they were teaching, they were... They were they, some of them couldn't have been much older than we were. Coach Blake. Coach Blake was still getting his degree. Yeah. He, he would write college papers while substituting for us. What he's, a fucking machine. He's probably like 24 or 25. Just be like, hey, study shit while I do this. What a boss. Yeah. Blake was always cool. But he was. I remember him like mentioning, oh, I'm still doing stuff for school. Da, 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 da. Like, this guy, I always thought he was just like a grown ass man. Like, everyone looks like a grown ass man. He was man a punk kid. When like, you're 15. <laughs> yeah. He was a punk. He was a 17 year olds look grown when you're 15. Like, yeah. it, it's such a strange time when you're like, when you see someone and even though they're, they're a year older than you, they look like they're like, um, older than you. Like, they sincerely Harper, look like they're older She than couldn't you. have been much older than us. I know for a fact that Geezer wasn't all that much older than us. Navarette. Navarette, who didn't she get uh, engaged to so uh, Coach Link? Link? Yeah. yeah. They were probably both in their like l- late 20s. Link was a real winner, that guy. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I never had him for a class or anything, too. He was just. But a, yeah, if you're a high school kid ever listening to this, fun guy. remember your teachers. Are just normal ass people that you'll be like one day. They're just fucking recent <laughs> college grads trying to get a job too. They're <laughs> they pro- most of them probably are like second guessing. Man, this is my career now. Fuck. Most of them are probably going home and tell their significant others how much of a shithead you are, <laughs> and how much of a fucking idiot you are, and how you won't amount to jack shit because you're stupid. So you you saw Eric? How's it? How's his thing doing? His thing? Does he still? Is he teaching yet? Or is oh he fuck still yeah, dude! School? He's like he's like almost like ready to roll. Like yeah. he's like I can start applying for jobs in like the next couple of months. Like job jobs. Special ed PE coach. Yeah, Eric refuses to commute though. So wherever he gets a job, he's moving. And then I was just like, that doesn't make any sense though. Like you're not ever gonna have any stability if you do that. 
if you base your job selection off of how far you're willing to drive. Yeah, like, I, it's always weird when like I feel like people that aren't from California always are like, so yeah, we moved out here because he got a job, you know, and it's like you moved to like Tulsa from, you know, Montana. Like people do that. And that's just like a normal thing. You just moved where the job takes you. But it's like, why it, in Southern California, it's so easy just to find a job here. Not easy, but it's just like. It's just hard because it's like, if you're. I can't imagine. you're born in. Wanting in to leave here. Pretty much what? <laughs> 48 other states. Yeah. You're trying to get out. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go out west or I want to go here. I want to go there. And like, I'm tired of seeing the same California, 200 people. You just sort of grow up here in that too. You're like, oh, everybody comes out here. Like, nobody goes to fucking New Hampshire. Yeah. Like, uh, the, every book you've ever read, that back page sleeve that says like what the author's he doing grew now. Up in Michigan. Now he lives he in. He now lives in Long Beach in with Malibu. his wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and his four kids. Everyone retires here, so why would you ever leave here in the first place? Do you have any topicness? Uh, I can talk about video game mods. Oh, what did I? Did I? Do you remember when I texted you and I was like, I want to talk about video games? What was I going to say? Do you, I don't know. Did I? Did I give you a clue as to why I want to talk about that? No. I'm talking about capital punishment versus therapy. Did you see the Game Informer that came out that had the uh, 300 greatest games of all time? No. You didn't? I mean, I probably got it, and I just never read it. It's in my. Uh, it's at my desk at work. Ah, I was hoping you had read it so we could compare that. I want to talk about something related, so let's let's come up with a with a suitable topic here to just kill the remaining minutes we have. About video games? Yeah. Well, okay, I got this other uh, Please, Let me just ask point. you a question. Other than Shadow of Colossus, what yeah. is... What is what is an insanely good game? Bioshock. Bioshock. I've never played Bioshock. Bioshock is just the, the reason I like those games is because the story truly like affects me. You know, not affects me, but it like it stays with me, and I'm yeah. like, that's an amazing plot. It's like, compelling. It's like that's exactly how I feel. A about playable Dark Souls. movie. Yeah. The only thing with Dark Souls is you had to do a little bit of work to figure out what was actually going on. Yeah. But games that I mean. When I said I play video games all the time, my roommate was like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, the guy she lived with before. Oh, he plays video games all the time, too. And then when I started playing Journey and like Shadow of Colossus for she was like, all he ever plays is like shooting games or sports games. Like, it seems like she didn't even realize that like video games could also be narrative based fantasy or rpg were like a thing yeah and i'm just or because even people that play fantasy or rpg like they'll play final fantasy or monster hunter world or something and those are like i don't know i feel like it's a different kind of game where you can see oh this is clearly a game being played there's there's damage outputs and there's a boss that you got to fight and i kind of like the the puzzle aspect of games where it just gives you a world and you're trying to like dark souls it doesn't give you an arrow it doesn't give you a here's what you do next it's just like have figure it out i like i do like that i don't think that's what makes a game great though i don't think that's what makes its story great either but that's also but that's also what old games used to do when back when you can only go two-dimensional right. you had to make Mega Man look different than castlevania look different than metroid you know because all you're doing is essentially going up and down on platforms, shooting some kind of damage thing. I feel like in fair, but you had to like tell a story to get people like in yeah. involved in another way, use their imagination. You had to walk them through it. Yeah, you had to let them figure it out. 
and then tell them after they failed what they did wrong. And you can't like you can't just give them a whole instruction booklet of like here's the backstory. Or you make have them to kind sit of, through a long ass fucking tutorial. It's like, a storytelling device as much as anything. Yeah, I like that we're talking about. But now what is talked about in that video? But now the 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 the. The appeal, like I said, is in, you know, Fortnite or Call of Duty, where it's just repetitive multiplayer. Let me get as good as I can at this against other people. That's always been there, though. And at least that's a different sphere of gaming, too, though. That's like multiplayer online games. I feel like that's that's just a lot of what goes on. And and when you when you start, I feel like the art of beating a game isn't there anymore. You know, well, no. And I don't think you're right there. I think that it is. I think it's just it's 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 not the mainstream. anymore. That's true. Well, it's not it's not not even that it's not the mainstream. Uh, It's just not what video games do for their 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 core like demographics anymore yeah you know what i'm saying it used to be save the princess it used to be you know escape the planet yeah but as technology got better and as all the shit got better we we actually gained this awesome incredible ability to play with other people yeah which is super cool in and of itself but the way that it because you're because you prefer a certain style it's not something that you ever sit back and go god i wish we could fucking you know have to do it that way but but even the games that have narrative too it's not so much about playing it and experience it for yourself now you can go on twitch and see well how does this streamer react to this game that has a narrative you know and it's more about the personality of the person playing rather than like watching how the fuck the game happens <laughs> i don't know yeah no no i streaming I is saying. a whole nother thing because it's it's it, it takes it it allows single player games to become multiplayer because but all you have to do is watch in a simplest form though it's still the same thing like it's it's just you're just now it, it's you getting to be able to share your your limited range of experiences with a certain thing with other people or experience people who had similar experiences to you i guess uh like when you watch people do walkthroughs of Bioshock or walkthroughs yeah. of or playthroughs of, of Dark Souls or whatever. It's it, part of me when I like watch people play stuff uh, that I've done before too is the whole like, oh, you're going through this too. Like, like, especially with Dark Souls. Like, it is kind of a cool thing to be like, this is exactly where I am. He's doing what I'm doing. Let's see how he or, does it. I remember when I did this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and I remember what I had to do. Like, or I remember how it oh, felt. He, he's when using I, a different weapon. I wonder when what I that's fucking like. faced, you know, Ornstein and Smog for the first time and just got my fucking shit handed to me, like, over and over and over again. Like, I remember that feeling, you know, like, and and I think that's part of what makes streaming the game super cool. But I don't think that it's it's gone away from sitting down and like questing with a game and 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 starting at one point and finishing at another. Like I think that is still a very much so a People don't think of that as gamers though. They think of gamers and they think Yeah, well that's because of like know? esports, of- you know what I mean? But 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 that's you know, people don't think of any other golfer other than Tiger Woods these days. Like, you know, that that those are people who just get a very small dosage of of something that you and I get a very large dose of a, yep. a dosage of so it's so you can differentiate between people who just look at games like call of duty because they quite frankly probably don't own any other games you know and you know i'm sure you know plenty of people like that who have a playstation 4 who only have call of duty who've never played half the shit that you've ventured out and played uh but i think that that's because it's more accessible uh it's it's easier to do that a lot of people are just way busier than i am too so they only 
have they like, don't want to get invested that, that's that a small percentage one hour one hour a night and there's a boom i'm just gonna play f- four matches and and you don't have to think about it there's no uh it, you know what you're getting you know some people don't want to uh get invested in i mean i can't speak for anybody i guess but like for me i prefer the way that you're speaking of. like i like getting a game and getting involved in it and finishing it you know yeah, like i like, like it to be like a two three week thing and that's like that was if i remember the dates and the day it came out and i look back at that time i can i reference that time period with yeah. the game i was playing <laughs> just a process of going through a game especially if a game has a good story you know just a process it's like watching of, a show you're halfway through and you're kind of thinking about it yeah. in, in between like watching it again you're like what am i what what's what's going on here yeah, like yeah, I want to go home and play that. I want to beat that. Or I want to like get through this part, see what happens next. Like that's that was like how all the Dark Souls games were. I just I was like, fuck, I want to see what what they do here. Like what happens next? Like how does this stuff all fucking related? How's this gonna How's this gonna come to a close here? Like, and I, I think that that's still a big uh, a big part of gaming right now. But I think that that in today's society where everything has to be fast and instant, and you know it can't you you, you just can't talk about a 20 hour campaign like you can talk about 45 rounds of call of duty like you know that's just it's more appealing it's more accessible to a lot of people but i think it'll always be popular for people to sit around and walk through stories of video games at least i hope it is that's what that's the way i prefer doing it i like going through it that way more than just playing a game that you could just pick up at any time you know i don't really know much about what other people are into but i know what i like it's true and i'm gonna keep doing what, what i like it's another thing about convenient um argumentation that i do i assume so many people's motives that i never really truly experienced i've never talked to these people like <laughs> i just try my best not to argue with anybody anymore <laughs> because not even me i'm not i'm not even concerned about being about right or wrong at this point it's all about how can i just yep. so many things though like a day not even like on the internet things will happen and i'll have an argument with myself like yeah, playing both sides you know what i mean <laughs> playing both sides of it definitely and i don't do that anymore. don't ever come to a conclusion because that's 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 the whole point of it and it's it's dumb it's pointless and i, I don't definitely know used to do shit like that all the time and just sit upon you hey, what's this hey, what just like that what just like the that? intro to our podcast used to be yeah. why are you talking about this because i'm bored yeah exactly now it's more like what is the stance that uh gets my needs taken care of but doesn't step on anybody else's toes like that's that's where i'm trying to be right now like can make sure i'm taken care of and not step on anyone else's toes along the way like that's that's it that's where i want to be for the rest of my life yeah some people kind of have that like uh I feel like that's the driving force of like capitalism and all that stuff. Oh, it's dude. like it's like I want to leave my mark. I want to shape the world the way I wish to see it. And I'm like, that's such like a selfish, like weird, and mo- mainly futile like very way ash, of thinking. Very ass hatish thing. Yeah. To- I want to. I want to have as little effect as possible on the world. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to fucking enjoy my time here. Yeah, like that's 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 my motivation. I'm like, trying to get as much out of it as I can, but like in the ways that I know I like that's it. That's why I'm the absolute worst employee because I just never buy into whatever it is that like I have to like you like those motivational I, meetings. You're all just kind of like oh, fuck. Just like any product that that 
a company is selling or a service, a services, I guess, or you could argue that there are some beneficial services out there, but I've come to find that stuff that you would really be, be passionate in, uh, if you're not a total a-hole at least, stuff that you'd be passionate in or stuff that's legitimately fun isn't like, you know, it's financially, it's, it's, you know, you could, you, you could make more money doing other things that you hate, which is like where I'm stuck. Like, cause it's like, there's a part of me that's just like, well, I need a certain amount of money to consider what's going to be happening later in my life. But I want the job that's going to kind of find that limit for me. I want to be quality of life. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's always my biggest priority. And my job's a little wacky right now, but at the end of the day, like it's flexible as shit. Like I don't stress about it when I'm not there, which is something that I've never had to deal with in the last like five years. But some people feel that and they go, that's bad. I'm getting complacent. I got to challenge myself. I got to stress myself out. I got to like move forward. Okay with that. I, we have talked about it before. I am meat and potatoes, man. (laughs) And I am, I realized a while ago, I am not going to leave a significant impact, uh, on the world at large. And even those who do, you become like, a paragraph in a history book like even sure yeah <laughs> you know if, what I mean? yeah, like, <laughs> if you're lucky you know if you're fucking lucky you become a wikipedia page um but but again doesn't really affect, i mean maybe you changed the world and wherever you did it but like when i realized i didn't have any fucking amazing talent or any fucking brilliant insight that was gonna be set me apart from everyday people i was just like well Anything that gets you famous now. I just want to kick back and relax it. Anything and that watch makes the show. You, anything that makes you famous now, it's going to happen on accident. You know, it's going to be something yeah, where you're like, be oh, me I was that guy that bumped into Donald Trump. I was Trump. that guy that got caught hanging from the fucking 81st floor by his dick because he put his wiener in the the little peephole there. Sorry, that was me. But I'm going to live on an infamy forever. Even no one sets out to do down. that guy. Yep. Nobody sets out to be that guy. But you might just be that guy. Yep. They're, they're the guy. Awful, dude. Awful. Hey, um, we're are we? Uh, we're just gonna do this just to stroke my own right. nutsack here. Let's we're go gonna on. jump into Tiger Woods talk. Oh God. We just have to just kind of just walk back our conversations that we have had leading up to this point and just see where we stand now. Where I don't have to walk now? back anything. I've always been on the same platform. I'm just saying. He's not going to sneak up on us. And that's why people... No, people no, are no, trying no. To, That's he, not my point. People always try to get on the train first. That's like, this point. is the time. I'm this just, is I'm the time. I'm saying, what do you think of what has been going on up to this point? Like, given everything that he's come through, gone through up to now and the, the season he's had thus far. At any point, he's just another golfer. And in, if, as long as he's just another golfer... It's not Tiger, and therefore, if it's not Tiger, sure. I don't really and care. You can say that about any of the other dorks on tour, yes. but they don't win tournaments. So here's, here's neither does he. He he, but he's he's more likely to win than somebody else just he's because not. he's won before. No. Yeah, you can't rule that fact out. You can't. I'm saying that's where the interest comes from, where where he wins, it's going to be his 80th win of all time, where it might be someone else's fourth. But I'm just saying until that happens, I'm saying it's not going to sneak up on us. I don't think it will sneak up on us. We're going to see it coming from a mile away. Um, But people try to be like that. Now I'm going to see it. And it's like, just wait. Well, no, 
I honestly think that number this nineteen year won't happen until number fifteen happens. Just wait for been, fifteen. I'm not even talking about majors, dude. I'm talking about his 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 the signs that he's shown as far as recovery goes and being able to play at a competitive level again. He could have missed a cut, man. He could have. He could have missed a cut at the Masters, but he but didn't. But instead, where did he finish? Middle of the back. That's fine. That's fine. It's just That's a tough golfer, field man. on a tough course. And there are well over a 1,000 professional golfers out there. The best 81 people in the world are there. And he hung around for the weekend. There are people who went home before him. But Tiger being in the top 81 isn't what's interesting to me. I didn't ask it to be interesting. I said, what do you think of his progress? That's not interesting. I don't care if it's interesting or not. Well, that's what I think of it. You're so rude. I'm not trying to get into it too hard until I can be like, well, this is going to be the I tiger that, that drew people in that don't really no, care about dude, golf. The reg- tiger that drew regardless. people in was, he died in that car accident. And that's why it makes me say, man, like it'll be, oh, I guess Levitard had that thing. Is it cooler if instead of ever falling off, if Tiger just beat Jack Nicholas's record, got to 19 majors, but was still totally boring, still doing Cadillac commercials, never cheat on his wife. Yes. Is that more impressive yes. than if he gets one more major win? Of course. After all of this. Of course. No? You you don't feel like the whole arc of, of like Look, falling. I like Levitard, but sometimes he's he's on the soapbox and he just needs to get down sometimes. And I think that that's one of those times. Of course it's more exciting when is it would it have been more exciting if LeBron had fucking won seven championships by now? Like, of course it would have been. That's what we all want. That's why we root for the guy so hard cuz we want to see him take the throne the rightful throne he already has it but i mean you don't think there's a there's any appeal in seeing someone fall and being like sanctimonious idiots yes so to to lose to dirk Nowitzki of all people (laughs) no and then to see him come back no there's nothing nothing in because the rest of us live humble lives and we get our we have to eat our slices of humble pie if magic johnson magic johnson won eight championships rather than win five and then be diagnosed with hiv like what makes magic johnson more of a cool magic johnson story well he's not shit to me because michael jordan came around and just blew that shit out of the water <laughs> okay well what if michael jordan won eight in a row rather than won three in a row quit and decided because his dad died and he decided that he had to live out some like midlife crisis and go play baseball for two years and then film that's space where we're jam. at now that's exactly where we're at now we want lebron to win the championships that's exactly where we're at now it doesn't matter how many michael actually ended up winning it, uh, well, anything less than six is, you know. But that's what I mean. He, what if he won eight? Then we would that have been a be better story LeBron than him? Needs to win nine. Would, but would that would him winning eight in a row would have been a better story than him winning six, but taking a two year absence to play minor league baseball? I think they would have been the same. I think they would have been the same. I don't know because like where he's at right now, that's where that's where he just needed to be. Would like, have been better if Babe Ruth was actually white because he wasn't. I mean, shit, if your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle. <laughs> Go look that up, guys. Babe Ruth is black. It's true. I'm going to get you uh, having to <laughs> explain this. He's a black man. Babe Ruth, black. <laughs> look it up. Okay, what is Babe Ruth black? Quora. There's always been rumors about this, and it's widely suspected while he was playing. His famous call shot was in response to be calling the N-word from the Cubs dugout. Not an <laughs> uncommon occurrence for him. 
Was he black? Never know, man. Hey, by the way, since we're already talking about golf and sports, if you're still listening to this. Was he Dominican? Shohei Otani, bro. Yeah, dude. All right. So Babe Ruth was famous because he hit the home run long before anyone else did. A lot of times people would just lead the league in home runs with like 15 home runs a year. And Babe Ruth started hitting in the 40s and the 50s. And one year he hit 60 and everyone was super excited about Babe Ruth hitting 60 home runs. And this was 100 years ago. Babe Ruth started his career as a pitcher so for a while there in the overlap before he just became like a first baseman and old and fat and eating hot dogs and smoking cigars all the time he pitched and hit home runs and it was the greatest thing everyone's ever seen and honestly was the greatest thing anyone's ever seen for a hundred years because baseball has become so specialized even back in the 40s baseball became specialized in pitchers pitch and hitters hit and pitchers being good hitters is really only a thing at like the little league level in high school because if you're just the best athlete on the team you play shortstop you play pitcher you bat third you're just the best player on the team but as you get up and up and up in levels you get more specialized you if you're a good shortstop but you're also a good pitcher and you're also a good hitter they take the thing you're best at they just make you that because there's too many other guys that are too good at other things so along comes this japanese guy named Shohei Otani, and he refuses to pick one. He pitches and hits in the Japanese league, and he does really well. He comes to America, and so many Japanese players have come over to America. And just been turds. And about two really caught on, and it was Hideo Nomo for the Dodgers in the 90s and Ichiro for the Mariners. Not surprising, I feel like, were they both West Coast teams where... Japanese people um, have a larger base. A lot of like, like, remember Kosuke Fukudome? No, he was on the Cubs. How many Japanese people do you think fucking live in Chicago, Illinois? Probably not a lot. More than you'd expect, though. But probably not a lot. And I feel like baseball is such like a mental weird game. You know, you can. They talk about Albert Pujols going like over twenty one time. That would be like LeBron just scoring no points for like two days. Like, imagine LeBron just scoring no points for two days. That's kind of what happens in baseball. Where People would be upset. But where people go up and down and weird things happen because it's such like a – it's like golf. Like, it's such like a concentration and, like, fine precision game rather than physically imposing. So, I feel like the littlest bit of, like, just not having people – like, the fact that Nomo was in the Dodgers and – Ichiro was in Seattle and all the ones that went to New York and Chicago and St. Louis, they've all kind of flamed out because I feel like they just, you know, maybe they don't have that sushi restaurant like close enough to you. Maybe, maybe the interpreter they give you is like a a white guy that happens to speak Japanese rather than an actual like Japanese person. Maybe, you know, people are a little more racist in a certain part than there are in another part. Speaking of, of racism. (laughs) But anyway, the, uh, <laughs> what the fact that Japanese people just like sushi? No, I'm switching gears here. Oh. The uh, the uh, the thunder announcer. Oh, okay, that's another thing. But hold on, hold on. Let me, let me just finish this point. <laughs> poor guy. And the fact that not o- that poor guy, but he fucked up. Like <laughs> basically, Otani is doing something that literally hasn't been done since Babe Ruth, and that he's pitching and hitting well on a major league level. So this. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's funny too because you remembered in it okay switching to your <laughs> the oklahoma city thunder announcer in the last game of the season russell westbrook doing what he does just decides to go off and be like good triple double and did he average he averaged a triple, triple double two years in a row because three? he I got thought it was three two years in a row because he got uh no, because three years ago he had Durant on his team still. So last year he won MVP and averaged a triple-double for the first time since the 60s because Durant left his team and everyone gave him such a pat on the back for still being a good team. And like and so then they get superstars this year. And he still averages a triple-double, which again hadn't been done since the 60s. So in his last game, his uh, the Oklahoma City announcer as he's going crazy just goes he's out of his cotton pick in mind and playing out of his cotton pick and in we're mind. from a time where like stuff like that it wouldn't have been problematic in the 90s you know cotton picking was like, like there was a song called Cotton Eye Joe which is apparently is like kind of racist if you think about it is it I don't know but like I can't I don't know what the words are honestly <laughs> But cotton picking, like you would hear that in cartoons and stuff growing up, you know, just, it's just a like, cotton picking minute. Like you get it, you're out of your cotton picking mind. But when you say it in like a national, like you know, telecast, and you're this white guy, the way the white guy looks, the like if you just look at a picture of him, him saying cotton picking about a black the guy, NBA, which is predominantly made up of black, and men. in Oklahoma, like I mean, Oklahoma may not have been a slave state because I don't even know if it was a state back in the Civil it was War, a territory. But, but it's just one of like when you say Oklahoma, you think of racism essentially. You think of white people, and you think of not a lot of it, not a lot much else. So the fact that he said "cotton picking mine," I get that he uses like a country colloquialism, and people were like, "Well, oh, give him a break." And it's like, okay, we gave him a break by the fact that he's not fired, he's not we dead. Suspended him for a game. He suspended him for a game. So people are like, "Oh, that's too much. You're overreacting." He's, he's got a day. He's got a game off. He gets one night off. Like he's sorry about it. I know he didn't probably mean it, but you got to at least like s- slap the wrist. You know what I mean? He said cotton picking during an NBA game. <laughs> How, it, you can't make that mistake. You like, can't make that mistake. I get that people were like, oh, it's PC crazy taking over. Like, but you just, can't make that mistake. Why are you defending it? That's the thing. When people are like, oh, what? We can't say the N-word anymore? Why do you want to say it so bad? Like, just maybe some things are a little outdated and we just got to, like, get beat like a redheaded stepchild. You notice how you don't really hear that much anymore? No. (laughs) (laughs) Some things we just got to get out of the lexicon, you know? Like, some things belong to the Some idioms are better suited for being left behind. Beat like a redheaded stepchild. Watch, beat a dead horse is going to be out of the lexicon soon enough. It should be. <laughs> it's fucking what? gross. Where did that start? Like, yeah. Hey, quit beating, beating a dead horse. Dead what, metaphorically? No, you're no, literally. actually beating that, that dead horse. That thing is dead. <laughs> you need to stop that right now. You know, it probably, it probably used to be like, stop beating that black guy. No, or stop beating sure that. You know, had to do with people traveling, and when their horses just got too tired and died, they tried or to beat them to get them up again. Literally realizing they were dead. Literally in the Bible, it says, if you remember that "It's Always Sunny" uh, episode, in the Bible it says, if you beat your slave to a point that he dies, you are at fault. But if you beat your slave enough and he gets up after a day, you're fine. That's literally in the Bible somewhere. But is it? Yeah. Look up like beating slaves. 
It might be Leviticus, but I feel like Leviticus was the homosexuality one. That was the one that said you can't eat certain stuff and gay people are bad. Yeah. Man who lives with a man shall have sinned or something like that. Exodus. I always meant to read the Bible one day just as a philosophy student and like a lover of, you know, just stories. Anyone who beats their male or female slave with a rod must be punished if the slave dies as a direct result. But they are not punished if the slave recovers after a day or two. So since it, since the so, slave is their so property, so it's in, in, in it's always sunny. And Mac was trying to tell the tranny that being involved in a gay relationship in Leviticus was bad, and and the black guy that the tranny was dating was like, oh, you know what else is in there? Because he he was a buff black guy, and he was just like, you know what else is in there? And he read that point, so he goes, so if you beat me and I get up after a day or two, it's fine, right? And he goes, well, that's not from the same part of the Bible that I'm reading and the tranny goes, Oh yeah. What's your part, Mac? What, 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 what time is your part from? He's like, uh, 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 <laughs> and that's kind of the whole point. But yeah, man, like that used to be a thing. And so I feel like beat a dead horse probably came from beating your slave, beating your dead slave. Hey, stop beating that dead slave. That's a, that's, that's a little overboard, buddy. All right. Call I mean, I'm sure we could look it up. But beating up a dead horse origin. Yeah. There are a lot of things like that, though. Those are idioms. Even wife beater. Have you noticed they call it the A shirt now? No, I haven't. Instead of a T-shirt, they call it an A shirt. They call it a douchebag tank top. (laughs) Flogging a dead horse. Uh, earlier meaning some scholars claim 17th century slang where a dead horse was uh, no it doesn't say anything in here about slaves well slang for work to be charged before it's executed the use of a dead horse to refer to pay that was issued before the work was done as an allusion to using one's money to buy a useless thing metaphorically a dead horse most men paid in advance apparently either wasted the money on drink or other such vices. I watched a video the other day that kind of explained the last part of, uh, remember Zeitgeist? Remember that movie that you made me watch that one time? That's the part about the Federal Reserve? About the money and how the yes. fact that money, money is, interest essentially makes all money possible. Possible and also meaningless. Yep. Not worthless because it's only worth what someone's willing to pay for it, mm-hmm. but meaningless in the fact that if you, the very first dollar in existence, you have to pay interest on it, you're never going to make that interest up. And the fact that we're in $17 trillion of debt, it doesn't mean we're ever going to, like, it. We can't ever get out of that. It mathematically means we can't ever get out of that. Yeah. Unless we take it enough from another other people. But because like, of interest. Yeah. That's the only part of the movie that's not totally batshit crazy. So, well, the part where it talks about Jesus's birthday and how it stole from pagan holidays. But anyway, that's batshit crazy. <laughs> but, There's a second part though called a addendum, which focuses on that. That focuses on focuses then, on that more specifically. That and then the whole uh, Phoenix project. But I watched a video that streamlined the whole system more yeah, where it talked about, about this stuff during a, every, during a college every, class and probably looked like a crazy wacko. Every check you write and every time the bank receives money, it's all on IOUs. Mm-hmm. And the IOUs are paid back on the money that you give the bank and they're it says most of the time that they're only allowed to, the they only have to keep 10 percent of the things you that you put in the bank physically in the bank they can spend the rest of your money and they do and now that everything's electronical you're literally just trading numbers back and forth zeitgeist the movie 
and the you fact know who that was all into this was Joseph Aparicio. And the fact that you can he's in jail now. And the fact that you <laughs> <laughs> all currency used to be tied to gold or silver, and now it's not tied to gold or silver. Now yeah. it's called legal tender, which means that the paper that you hold is the money. The film claims which that is, federal income tax is illegal. Yeah. And it's a scam and it's a it's 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 slavery with extra steps and I'm down to pay taxes on nearly anything except my income. That's the thing that really chaps my ass. <laughs> I'm making this money so that I can live. You're and you're just, still taking it. Yeah. I'll literally raise the tax, say, raise the sales tax, raise the property tax, raise the taxes on nearly everything else. As much of a cynical, a cynic as I am, even if it's 80% of it goes to waste, I'm down to pay taxes so that those 20% go to roads and schools and whatever. I don't even fucking care about that. That's don't a social take contract. the money of don't take money from the money I'm working to earn yeah. to participate in this. That's the part that drives me crazy is the, the income tax. I'm down to pay a tax, higher sales tax, you need, higher you tax need, on nearly everything. You need money to contribute to this, to contribute to gas, yeah. to contribute to the society. But as you get that money, we're also going to take it. We're going to take a third of it. And then like, we're going to fucking keep taking it. We're going to fucking just snatch it up from you. Every other week, we're going to take your money from you. Which is why every time you write a check, you're part of that i mean i get the full money of the check part of the fact that you're writing it goes to the government yep so that's why cash is such like an important thing and cash is disappearing because cash is the most untraceable way to you know spend your money and they want to make sure that they can trace doing and if you make a cash anything you if do. you make a cash transaction they're mad because they can't get a cut of it i'm mad now <sighs> but what are you gonna do you gonna you gonna buy a bunch of AR-15 so you can take on the government? I might. <laughs> That's what's so funny about that shit when people are like, "Oh, well, we need it for you know against a tyrannical government." I'm like, you think a gun at your house is gonna help that? I don't understand the gun thing. They'll bomb you, bro. I do not understand the gun thing. <laughs> uh, the drug thing makes perfect sense to me. People wanting to do drugs, I totally get that. But the gun, what the gun thing? The gun thing, they, 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 I think, I feel like they tapped into that more than the racism thing. Like, as more people became more socially aware and they're like, fine, we're not going to fear people that don't look like us. Then they made the issue about guns. And now it's, that's the way to divide people now. It's like, let me talk about guns and it doesn't matter who shot up a school. It could be a white guy, it could be a Muslim guy. They'll argue about guns now. I don't know. It seems kind of strange. Because now, yeah, like I said, it doesn't matter who kills people in Vegas, who kills people in Orlando. It it, it only matters about, hey, they're trying to take our guns. No, fuck you. That guy in Vegas shot a shit ton of people, though. No one cares. You know how quickly we stopped talking about that? I don't know. Like 500 people died. No, not 500. 500 people got shot. People got shot. Like 55 or 56 people, people got shot. And died. That's brutal, dude. Yeah, that's unnecessary. I don't want to live the my Manly life in Bay, fear. Right? People, yeah, from the well, they weren't at Manly Bay. They were down in a little. But he was in Manly Bay. Yeah, I've stayed there. I was there last summer, two summers Did you ago. See the lot? Do you remember the lot that he was shooting at? Was um, it like the MGM lot? Like what kind I of lot was it? Been there since that happened. No, I haven't been there since that happened. It wasn't EDC, right? It was some country. Uh, yeah, it was like Route, Route 56 or something stupid. Some lame-ass country festival. 
Speaking of, dude, I'm so glad I went to Coachella when I did because I'm never going to go now. Because the whole two weekend thing was stupid enough. That yodeling kid, have you seen that yodeling kid in Walmart? He 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 performed at Coachella. He was yeah, famous a week ago, and now he's performing at Coachella. Which and people are cheering for it, which makes you realize, man, fuck Coachella. I saw a tweet where a guy was like, "The Coachella kid is headlining, or the the yodeling kid is headlining Coachella, and I'm quitting music forever." <laughs> 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 that's what I mean like if he comes out and people are like boo then I'm like yeah go Coachella but people were stoked about it that, that that catch me outside how about that that girl like was at Coachella the year she was famous on stage I think so fuck you me. know how they have like uh, the occasional comedian I wonder yeah. if she just went up there for 15 minutes and was just, just said like, catch me outside how about me, that let me go through my catch me outside how about that yeah, oh my god catch me outside how about that Ooh. yeah can you imagine? Take away the guns. Boo! Boo! You suck. <laughs> hey, what man. if she said that? What if she was like anti? <laughs> <laughs> Just do it again. Say, say, well, say the same. That's the crowd again. you can pander to, though. <laughs> but the anyway. stagecoach crowd, on the other hand, that's the exact opposite. Riley, Very next weekend. Riley's been a stagecoach. Apparently, that's where you go if you want to meet like a like a hot blonde girl. But I don't ever want to meet a blonde girl in my life. I'm done with blonde girls. I've been done with blonde girls since I was like 20 years old. That makes me racist. I'm sorry. I'm done with all girls <laughs> for the rest of my life. Ostensibly, that's what marriage means, but yep. I got engaged <laughs> and I have no more input in these conversations. It's all. So your gone. wedding's going to be in uh, Palm Desert, right? Yes, sir. Cool. It's going to be in March. I think, believe it, the date is the 23rd of go, 2019. We're going to go golfing and stuff. Um, I'm really not sure what's going to happen. I think, um, someone's going to get you to go to the strip club. You know, that's going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to be a good boy. <laughs> um, no, I think what will end up happening. So I'm going to go out there like a couple days. Well, like four or five days before my, I'm like taking like three weeks off like yeah. for my wedding. And I'm going out there like a few days, staying with the family in an Airbnb, um, but I think like the night or two before the wedding, like I kind of have to get out of the house. So I have to like get my own place. So I think I was going to try to like see if my groom's party, um, which let's not beat around the bush. I mean, you already know who it is. I just have to come up with a creative way to ask you guys to be there yeah. just as a formality. Yeah. But uh, you, Bobby, Eric, Thomas, and I, and Jordan's brother will probably just go get a villa. Well, let's face it, Robbie too. Well, he's not. Robbie's like invited. Though. He's invited. But you gotta, you gotta invite him at least. In yeah. the groom's party. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, if, if you're in town, I, Bob, if I had if an extra, if like, you're in town, Rob, come through. <laughs> I, you know what's funny is like I want him in there, and uh, I just already have five. Like, yeah. and I don't want to like you, you know can't do on. Yeah, it sucks because it's like oh, I like I really want him in the groom's party like. Um, but we're probably going to get a, like a two bedroom villa, like two nights before, um, and just do our thing. Like the first night we'll probably just, if we did that, go golf, drink a bunch of beers at the place, just hang out yeah. in the pool. And the next day would be the rehearsal dinner. So we'd just get tanked and then go eat pizza. Yep. And then the next morning would be the wedding. We would just hang out until then and then show up for the wedding and then just fucking party afterwards. I can't wait for Eric's speech, dude. Cause it's gonna be super sappy. It's gonna be sentimental. It's gonna be great, and it's gonna be Eric. It's gonna be great. 
That's why he's getting the honors, man. Because he's, he's gonna, gonna be drunk for it. He's oh gonna he's gonna deliver. I hope he says something he's super gonna say inappropriate. Something fucking stupid and embarrassing. Super to inappropriate. It's just what he does. Oh my god, I'm so excited. It's gonna be great. Yeah. So uh, that's gonna be taking place next year. My bachelor party is something you're gonna have to keep your eye out for. A couple weeks before that, we'll probably be going to. Uh, Vegas? I don't know if I want to go to Vegas. Vegas? I think, like, honestly, I was thinking, like, just a weekend out in fucking Palm Desert would be sick. Just We're already going to be out there the next Exactly. Week, so. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Vegas is obviously a but great But if we go idea. to Vegas, you but know then, you're going to no, go to the strip club. I, no. I can't. <laughs> you know nope, you're going to go. I'm never going to the strip club. I'm never going. <laughs> I, hate, I personally hate strip clubs, but I know that someone's going to... Someone's going to get well, in your ear. They're not going to convince me. Um, never going to go. Um, I, Vegas would be fun because we could probably get a room at the Grand Chateau, the fucking like a two bedroom villa. So we could have like two queen beds in each room uh, and then a pull out couch. And it would be five of us anyway. It would be me, you, Thomas, Bobby, Eric, well, six of us, and then Jordan's brother. Um, so we would. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be down. But then my 30th birthday party is going to happen, too, and I think I'm going oh, to Vegas sure, for that. Right, yeah. So, but, but my bachelor party would be, like, two or three weeks before the wedding. The uh, My birthday would obviously be, like, five, six months before. My birthday is honestly right around the corner. We're what? literally, like, six months away. My birthday's next month. You're 29, and it's not important, though. That's true. What are you going to do anything for your birthday? No. That weekend, I'm doing stuff for Sherlock's wedding. We might go ATV, which will be cool. That should be dope. That's the thing. Like when you when an Indian person gets married and they're like they party families, for like four years. Yeah, so it's gonna be down in SD. Although I'm not in the groomsmen party, which is fucking awesome. R- Riley and Ernie are, and they apparently because it's all about like production and showmanship at an Indian wedding. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna be in a boat, and they're gonna like arrive in the boat like people arrive on elephants sometimes people arrive in like a stretch limo or something like that like the whole entrance and this is the night before this isn't even the wedding Mm -hmm. the whole entrance with the with the husband or with the groom and his groomsman party is like supposed to be a big customary thing so he's gonna come in on a boat and apparently Riley's going to be driving it and I'm just going to be drunk on the shoreline just hoping for a crash. Like <laughs> Someone hit something. <laughs> something embarrassing happened. Please, please, please. While I'm feeling up some Indian girl. Like, hey, what's up? Not mad at you, dude. <laughs> Tell me how it is. I'm engaged now. I'm French. I have a fiance. I'm French now. Fiance. My fiance. Fiance. You're going to call your girlfriend for like the next like 20 years. I, I get in trouble for doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> she just not like it. She stares at me like, what did you just say? Oh, you're my girlfriend. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're my fiance now. You're retired. My poor dog. Does she show everybody? Oh, dude, yeah. She's she's absolutely crazy about it. Like, it's... I feel good because I was like, oh, I guess I got her something that she really likes. Like, How, how much younger than, her, than you is she? Four years. And it's still probably, like, too late in her mind. She's like, fucking about time. Like... <laughs> No, no. I, so I think like when we first got together, she was definitely like she she was like oh, I wanted to get married young, but now she's sort of just like I don't know how I could have been married any younger than I am now. She's well, you know, so many people that got married when they were like be eighteen, twenty. I really don't know that many, like four or five. Like I've known a few divorcees at this point now. Who's divorced? Like Stephanie Moody. Divorce? Yeah. Wow. Like, she ended up marrying Derek Berkeley, but she yeah. m- married a guy before that. 
some guy like the Marines or something. Oh my god. But that's kind of cute that her and Derek Wigley ended up back together. That's gay as shit. What are you talking about? That's fucking absolutely gay. <laughs> high school sweethearts, man. How do you Are there any high school sweethearts in our in our in our class? Mark Stanton probably married Brenda at some point. I don't know if he did. Because goddamn. What? Like they were just together since they were like, you know. Like prepubescent. 14. That's weird. You just marry the person that you've been dating since freshman year of high school. That's so weird. That, that, like, especially in Southern California. If you live in a place that has like 4,000 people, that makes sense. But when you live like here, like, what the fuck, dude? My dog making dead eye contact with me right now. Like, she's locked out. Let me in. Let me in. All right, we should probably end this anyway because now we're just talking about ourselves. That's all right. All right, you have any closing thoughts? Anything? Uh, <laughs> See you again in two months. Woo! Yeah, two months, <laughs> baby. Two months. No, we're gonna do a Sam Jack attack perhaps tomorrow. So, all right, our third ever Sam Jack yeah. attack. I'm uh, I'm excited for. We're gonna be watching Shaft. I'm Bobby's gonna be like, can I get on your mic? Can I get on your mic? Can I get on your no, mic? No, we're on your gonna mic? set them both up on the table down there. We'll put the thing on the TV. We'll do it here. So, and they'll just have the mics just talk whatever, like we did at your house. Like, all right, you know, all right. yeah, I like those. Those are fun. I, uh, and then we play the the seven six degrees six degrees of, of Sam Jack. Sam yep. Jack. That's always a fun game. So we're ready to go. All right, my dog's barking. It's time to go. All right, there's one last thing I gotta do. Oh god, I'm done. Poop. Oops, good dude.